to seeing Dodge most of all. During the recce, he had counted nine streetlights up the incline to the drop-off. He tried hard to picture the stack of tires beneath him in the whiteness, but could not. Forcing himself to swallow his fear, he stepped up to the hard edge. It was now or never. F-Boss wouldn't hang about, and there would be no second encounter. He hit the top tier hard, and the momentum pitched him forwards. He cartwheeled out into thin air and felt himself turn a complete circle before his shoulder made impact with the stack. It punched the air from his lungs, but he managed to roll, turning his body so that he hit the next tier flat on his back. The loss of downward velocity allowed him to reach out a hand and snatch the rim of a tyre and pivot himself into an upright position and land like a gymnast coming off the bars. The fog was thicker on the ground. Car wrecks were stacked six or seven high, crushed and broken, like rows of bad teeth. F-Boss had said they were laid out like a wheel, seven spokes that led to a hub at the centre, the hub where he would be waiting now. Police hunt boy ninja. A metallic clang rang out, and Harry started as a fox burst from the stack to his right. He watched it bolt, then skid as it saw him, then skitter to a stop on the wet tarmac two metres in front of him. It looked up at him nonplussed, then turned tail and slipped silently back into the fog. Two more clangs followed, and Harry felt a wave of excitement as he walked faster, deeper into the stacks. It felt like coming home, the prodigal son walking back up a long driveway to the only family he had ever known. Everything would be forgiven and forgotten in a single smile. No words would be needed. There would be more work. Not here, maybe. But somewhere. He smelt the smoke before he saw the colour of the fog change to a dark grey that shrouded the figure of a man who stood warming his hands by a fire. F-Boss? The wood smoke surprised him. He smelt it before he saw it black against the fog. It hid the figure more completely like a cloak, so that the body beneath was ill-defined. A hunched man who stood, silhouetted by the flames that leapt from a rusty steel drum. F-Boss? Harry smiled. To think he doubted him. F-Boss was here. True to his word. Bang on time. Even as Harry had run, Hounded by the police sirens approaching the gallery, he'd felt the buzz in his pocket. He'd prized open his eyes to read the text. That was two weeks ago, and now here he was, just like he'd promised. Harry was getting out. On a boat or on a plane, it hardly mattered. In a few days, he'd be somewhere hot with a fat wad in his pocket, watching the premiership on TV and dipping into the pot that F-Boss kept safe for a rainy day. F-Boss, it's me. H-Bomb. Harry. Steam was rising from the hunchback's coat. Harry rubbed his eyes and squinted. The smoke was black. He edged closer towards the fire. It looked inviting after so many nights sleeping rough. The wind lifted the fog, and Harry's heart skipped a beat. It was F-Boss's green coat, but he wasn't in it. Where the coat's collar met the shoulders, the wool was drawn tight. 
The arms rode up an inch too short so that the man's wrists and black leather gloves were visible. Harry fought against blind panic, the voice in his ear again as fear writhed like a snake in his stomach. Then the voice started screaming, and Harry fought to block out a truth he could not accept. They had decided to kill him. He took a few steps back, reeling as his senses quickened, his ears picking up the crackling of the flames and the sap squealing and fizzing in the blazing wood and a steady sound, like an animal, panting. Harry turned to see it trot out of the fog towards him. It was sleek, squat and muscled. Dog and man. The betrayal was now complete. He exploded off his quads and reached the bonnet of a wreck as the dog lunged. He snatched a ledge of crushed metal above him and looked down as the dog lurched up, baring its fangs. There was a muffled crack, a dead sound, and a concussion in the metal.